Welcome to the Talent Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan, founder and CEO of Kaplan Partners, a retained executive search and board advisory firm headquartered in Philadelphia. I am excited to welcome today's guest, Chuck Sloreski. Chuck is the president and CEO of People's Bank Corp, a $7 billion asset regional banking firm headquartered in Marietta, Ohio. The company trades on NASDAQ under the symbol PEBO, P-E-B-O, and is consistently ranked as a top performing institution. Chuck is a longtime friend and prior client of our firm, and I'm grateful that he's agreed to share some of his many leadership and banking insights with us. Welcome, Chuck. Hey, Alan, it's great to be with you. Thank you for the pleasure and the honor. So diving right into the talent pool, you've led businesses across financial services, not just in banking, but also in investment management and insurance. Take a moment to tell us how you got started and then how have you been able to adapt to these different kinds of financial firms? Well, I got started a long time ago. Next month, I start my 48th year, uh, born and raised in New York City. You might be able to hear some of that from the accent. I was actually a freshman in college, a little short on uh, talent and height and uh, basketball skills. I was playing basketball for NYU and I needed a job and I got a job at a bank and uh, filing checks and never thought I'd do it for that long, but I've been in financial services ever since. That's great. And then I know you moved around from investment management, insurance, always kind of came back to banking. You've been running Kibo for 10 years now. Have you learned any particular leadership lessons from all those different environments and sectors of financial services? Absolutely. First off, I would say those of us in financial services really have the good fortune of being in a business that makes a huge difference. Uh, The number one stress for American adults is their financial well-being. And 78% of adults say that first. And that's even during the pandemic. It didn't go down. And that's the space that we get to play in. And if you can take the time to understand somebody's goals and objectives, but more importantly, their fears and what keeps them awake at night, and you can chart a course that gets them in the right direction, whether it's a business or an individual, it's really wonderful, wonderful work. And the more businesses one is familiar with, whether it's insurance or investments or leasing, the more solutions you can provide your clients. So all of those businesses have different sales techniques, different strengths and weaknesses, and weaving it all together has been a lot of fun. You and your bank are prolific on LinkedIn, and I am always seeing posts from one of your employees or your team about some of the charitable work you do, the community work you do. So I know there's a real passion for community in your personal DNA, and I feel like that's a big part of the culture of you know People's Bank Corp. How does that impact the customers and the communities that you serve? Our aspiration is to be the best community bank in America, and we see that if we were to be the best, we would have happy employees, happy customers, communities that are appreciative of our presence, and shareholders that really enjoy the returns. And making a difference in the communities is vitally important, and even more important as time goes by, because the younger employees of today are very much excited about making a mark and making a difference in the communities. I would say... My generation, you know, we just put our nose down and worked our butts off. And folks today, they really want to be tied to the mission. So caring for the communities, caring for individuals, caring for businesses, and trying to you know, make the world a better place one step at a time resonates. And it certainly helps us. You know, We were pleased uh, for the second year in a row to be voted or picked as one of the best banks by the American banker to work for in the country. And uh, Newsweek just named us the best small bank in Ohio. And uh, these 
types of things really make a difference. Well, you really lead from the front on the culture and community piece as the CEO. And I think that's really, really important for everybody to see that. So hats off to you for the great performance that you've had. Well, thank you. It's, it is, to me, first and foremost, all about the culture. Everything else is secondary. So how does that tie into the success over the last decade when you've grown the bank from a balance sheet perspective, I think fivefold since taking over as CEO? I know you have another acquisition, I think, looming in the not-too-distant future as well for closing. How does all of that culture piece relate to the growth and success that you've had? Well, I think as time goes by, we become stronger. We're actually got a better culture going with 30 1,300 employees than we did when we had 450 employees. Some of the uh, specialty finance businesses we bought, they turned down more money uh, from others and came to us because they saw the alignment of value. They were excited to see us having an environment that really focuses on human development and focuses on making a difference in the community. So it started off just kind of based on some strong beliefs I had after spending 35 years in large corporations, which I thought did a poor job of really thinking about the customer and thinking about the employee. Uh, It's no more complicated than you take care of the employee, the employee will take care of the customer, you'll have enough earnings, and uh, you can probably do something good for the community along the way. So uh, it's really, I hate to sound corny, but it's really been a wonderful life. I'm sure you're not unhappy to have been the high bidder in some of those situations, but it's really nice to see that you know sometimes a seller really thinks about the culture fit because everybody talks about it. But in so many deals, people do tend to take the highest bidder or they feel the board, if it's public, feels they have to do that. So that says a lot about what you built, that people will choose to be there based on the culture that they're buying into. And I can't tell you how many times we've had employees say, you know, when I took the job, I heard everybody talk about culture, but I can't believe having been here a year, just how serious everybody is about it and how it's real. Every other company they've worked for gave lip service to it, but we, uh, you know, we live and die by it. You know, every client we have talks about their culture and says their culture is really unique and really special. But there are definitely some institutions that I've had the pleasure of working with, like People's, where it's more real and substantive in terms of how it impacts the performance of the company. So again, hats off to you for that. So when you think about the growth and the numbers you threw out, sort of tripling the size of the employee base, how have you had to adjust as the leader to manage an organization that's not only grown in terms of employees, but also product lines. And of course, geographically, you've expanded a lot. You know, you're in a number of states all the way down into the greater Washington market as well. That's got to be a challenge as a CEO to continue to adjust to managing different size organizations and workforces. Yes, it has been a bit of a change along the way. When I first came in, we were a little bit of a fire drill. You know, we had some serious credit challenges. And I actually spent my first six months as the chief credit officer in addition to the CEO. But now my role is more akin to an orchestra leader. Um, I have uh, really good players in all the positions, uh, make sure they play together, uh, make sure they're focused on the same objective. And we, we do beautiful things. Spoken like a true classic community banker. Well, I try to be. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. You've been listening to the Talent Pool Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kaplan from Kaplan Partners. If you'd like to hear more from our guests, listen to our other podcast, or learn more about our firm, visit kaplanpartners.com. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.